Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Uh, welcome. So it is the conclusion of our Christmas road trip message series, The Journey of a Lifetime. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been uh, inspiring for me just to kind of give you a really quick synopsis as to how we got here. And all this is in the info guide or available on our Hope Church Plus app if you want to follow along. Uh, but we started talking about Mary and how Mary surrendered and was obedient to God's plan for her life. And she said, Dear Lord, let it be with me according to your way. And then we talked about Joseph. And how Joseph himself had that courage and the integrity to also be obedient, uh, but to continue trusting God, knowing and believing that if God was asking him to go do something, God was going to see him through it. And so we need that courage. We also need the obedience that Mary and Joseph exhibited in order to follow God's plan for our life. And then uh, we had Christmas Eve. We talked about the journey and how the road from Nazareth to Bethlehem retold the story of God's redemptive work for humanity, but also gave a glimpse into the future about how Jesus will come back and will finally vanquish all the forces of evil and darkness. And then last Sunday in our online virtual Christmas morning message, we looked at the journey of the Magi. Now, the reason that's important, that falls on Epiphany. We talked about Epiphany uh, was as we lit the candle. Uh, that will be on January 6th, which is Friday this year. But we're scooting ahead because next week, believe it or not, when we come back for worship, it's our baptism service. Jesus is already an adult beginning his public ministry. So this little season flies through Jesus's infancy and his childhood. But before we go, I really want us to think about what happened after the birth of Jesus and the visit of the Magi or the wise men and the journey that Jesus and Mary and Joseph took as they escaped into Egypt. I was telling Christian this morning, I don't think that I have ever done a message on the escape to Egypt, which uh, generally, when we look at the, the rhythm of the calendar at this Christmas season, generally it is the birth of Jesus, the Magi, and then we're already into uh, Jesus's baptism. Uh, and so this year, the way that the calendar works, it sets up for us really well to look at this escape into Egypt because it is critically important on a number of different levels. And we're going to take a real high-level view this morning uh, and to get into that. But before we do that, let's read the account of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph fleeing into Egypt from Matthew chapter 2, verses 12 through 23. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, that's talking about the Magi, the wise men. So last Sunday, we finished with verse 11. This is verse 12. Pick it up there. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Flee to Egypt with a child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. And they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. 
He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken to the prophet Jeremiah. A cry will be heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up! The angel said, take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who are trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. The word of God for God's people this New Year's Day. Thanks be to God. Amen? All right. So what we see here is this journey, because all of our stories have dealt with a journey in one form or another. The Magi leave their journey from being with the Christ child. And then Mary, Joseph, and Jesus have their own journey into Egypt because of Herod's ruthlessness and his wrath. Now, this ends up doing a couple things in the life of Jesus. Well, three things. First of all, it fulfills that prophecy that the Son of God will be called out of Egypt. But why is that important? Well, for two basic reasons. First of all, Egypt was not Jewish territory. So this is one of those early signs and symbols that God is going, not just for those who are of Jewish cultural and religious descent, but of all people. This is a sign and symbol, an outreach, if you will, about God coming in and rescuing even those who were outside of the Jewish heritage. Now, some who knew that Jesus spent some of his early years in Egypt thought that that could have made him illegitimate, so to speak, already playing in on the idea that he had a scandalous conception to begin with. But they thought that Jesus coming out of Egypt might have made him even more scandalous, if you will. But the third point, as we're going through these really rapidly, that might be a really interesting cue and clue as to why he spent time in Egypt, it gets into some of his critics later on when they see Jesus performing all these signs and wonders. Egypt was a hotbed for magic and sorcery. And so some of Jesus' critics said, oh, well, while he was a child living and growing up in Egypt, that's where he learned some of his tricks. That's where he learned to perform some of those wonders. And you think back to the time when Moses and Aaron are talking to Moses, I'm sorry, to the Pharaoh in the court. They perform all those signs and wonders. And where? In Egypt. This is all part of the story that we've experienced thus far through the month of December and here on this first Sunday in 2023. So much of this is tied and interconnected. It's God sending Jesus into Egypt to call him out, just as God's chosen people, the Israelites, were sent to Egypt and then called out. Isn't it a wonderful example and indicator of how God cares for everybody? Not just those who may be considering themselves chosen people. I'm glad that you chose to come here this morning. And I've got some good news for you. You have perfect attendance in church this year. And I hope, I hope that you will set a resolution to have perfect attendance in church this year. And for those of you Georgia fans who made promises to God about church attendance and maybe even giving, 
I want to remind you that we do this every single Sunday morning, and the offering box is right there between the back doors as you walk out. So, if you made promises or pledges to God uh, for that victory last night, um, we'll also have the same joke probably after the national championship game, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, all kidding aside, we all have journeys about how we get here. But there's one thing that's really interesting to me that inspired me when I was researching and studying in preparation for this message is that there is a legend, so to speak, that goes with the escape and the flight into Egypt. Now, one of the things that we probably can know beyond the shadow of a doubt is that the gifts that the Magi brought, what were they? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those were the resources that Joseph, Mary, and Jesus used to subsist while they were in Egypt. So even though the Magi come to bring these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, indicating Jesus being the king of kings, the high priest, to stand between us and God and the sacrifice for our sins, it also was the provision that God was making to and for the provision so that they could survive and subsist in Egypt. It's all extraordinary how God wove it together. But speaking of weaving it together, there's this legend about a tiny spider and the spider's miracle of Christmas. Are you familiar with this? The story as it goes is while the Holy Family was fleeing into Egypt and Herod was sending a detachment of his troops and his soldiers out to go find them, that the Holy Family came upon this cave where they were going to hide and rest for the night. And this tiny spider feeling the urging of God, or as I might call it, a nurge, said, I want to do something to help protect God's son. And so as Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus went inside the cave to rest and to hide, the spider wove an intricate web in front of the cave. The reason the spider did this was because it was cold. It was December after all, or January perhaps. And the spider wanted to make a curtain, if you will. And the spider worked with fury and intention and purpose to make sure that the curtain for the cave was complete. When Herod's soldiers went by the cave, they looked and they saw this magnificent spider web and said, wow, this must have taken a long time to prepare. It looks undisturbed, therefore the cave must be empty. And Herod's soldiers kept on going past. Something as small and seemingly insignificant as a spider was used by God to keep baby Jesus, Mary, and Joseph warm and also to hide the fact that they were hiding and seeking protection in that cave. Friends, this is the origin of the tinsel that we put on our Christmas trees. Did you know that? You ever wondered why? We would subject ourselves to tinsel on the Christmas tree. I mean, tinsel and glitter couldn't be much worse, right? Why do we put tinsel on our tree? It is a symbol of the tiny spider weaving that web to hide and protect the baby Jesus. And that is why we have tinsel on our trees. Now, as we think about bringing this message and this service to a close, you might feel like an inconsequential little spider who can't do a whole lot for God. 
please let that thought pass from you. There are things that God has created that only you can do. And God wants you to do them. And you never know where something as simple and seemingly natural as a spider weaving a spider web can do to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ for someone who is so desperately in need of it. You see, God has given you the gift of himself for the journey. Just like he's dispatched and deployed the Magi with the gold and the frankincense and myrrh to be the provision that the Holy Family needed in Egypt, God is doing the same thing for you and me here as we start out 2023. God wants to be the provision for your trip. But part of that provision means that he is giving you special spiritual gifts supernatural abilities that you can do thanks to the power of Christ living in you. And he wants you to use those things for his glory and for his benefit. He wants you to weave those webs of love and grace and mercy to show and project to the world about how good God is. Webs and things that only you can do. And as we talked about throughout this entire series, about being a passive and an active conduit of God's love and grace in the world Do that this year. Commit to doing that. Be that passive and active conduit. Let God's love and mercy and grace and forgiveness pass through you even when you're not even thinking about it. Let it be second nature. Let it be so natural to you that it just oozes and emanates from you like a web from a spider. But also be active to seek out ways that you can use that love and that grace and mercy of God to do things like Simply weaving a spider web with purpose and intention because that's exactly what God wants us to do with our lives. So as Christian and Maddie come up to lead us out this morning into the, into the world for the rest of our New Year's Day festivities, think about that legend of the spider web. Think about how you can use your life and the things that just come so naturally and easy for you. Think about how you can use those things to glorify and honor God and just allow them to come naturally. But also, when you do something, do it with purpose, do it with intention, and allow the world to see that God is real, he loves us, and has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Amen? The light of the world came to illuminate our darkness, and then called and challenged us to live our lives doing the same. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your good deeds continue to point people to God. And so on this New Year's Day, may we commit and resolve to do the same thing. Amen? Pray with me, please. Living and loving God, we thank you for today. And we ask for your blessings upon this message that we've heard today, the meal that we've shared, just this gathering, that it may encourage us and strengthen us, enable and empower us to be the people you've created and you call us to be. Call us into this New Year, Lord God, to do the things that only we can do, to allow our lives to glorify and magnify you, even just to the simple things that we do that we don't think necessarily make that big of a difference. But Lord, in those times, we think we actually can live and move with intent and purpose. May we do so in the name of your son and our savior, Jesus. I ask this in his holy and precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.